On the north side of Chicago It's the coolest bar in town And if you go up there You better just beware You're gonna find a bunch of clowns It's a mad, mad, crazy bar The whole damn place is just so bizarre Full of all the vice and sin where do we even begin? Tip your bartenders. Hi, everybody. This is Pub Crawl Liz uh, with the Geriatric Genius for another edition of As the Ale House Turns. Um, we have a lot to talk about tonight. Uh, well, we weren't here last week. Well, you well, probably missed us. Well, explain why. Um, yeah, we have, a, we have two... Very sad losses to discuss on today's show. Well, I don't think you'd equate dying with moving on to a better job. That's why I said losses, not deaths. Yeah, but you're, you're, you're using a false equivalency <laughs> argument. No. You sound like somebody from Fox News. <laughs> it's not fake news. There are very sad losses we're experiencing. So I'll talk of the okay. first one. sad losses, okay. Oh my God! This is this is what you're gonna endure. It's a struggle. This is what you're gonna endure. Yeah, it's a struggle. So um, we're sad to say that this is Jordan's last show. Very sad. I know. Uh, really sad. But one door mm-hmm. closes and another yeah. one opens. And That's uh, right. now I've got a job. <laughs> That's the voice. If you don't know that voice, is the voice of the clown. Clown. He's, going, he's, Clown he's is being be trained. Yeah. He's this is training. his moment of training right yeah, training, now. And there's no way I'm going to remember all this. So. Um, this might be my last show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, Jordan's busy schedule and, you know, overall just life uh, needs to focus more on him and not, not us. this dumbass show. <laughs> well, he got a dog, man. Come on. Well, that too. Yeah, responsibilities. Dogs are the best. They're uh, the only thing that counts. I concur. I concur. Yeah. So, yeah, we're sad to see that happen. That's why we weren't here last week. We had a little bit of uh, goofy scheduling happen. And um, and you ran off to Seattle, too. I Yeah, I left for Seattle last Wednesday and got back. Uh, a couple, I don't even know what day. And you Sunday, woke me Monday? Up, you woke me up in the middle of the night. All right, all right, all right. All right. Well, no, it's just not cool to okay. do that. Well, <laughs> I, I why did you answer the phone, you dumbass? Because it was blasting my fucking... I thought something important. Why don't you turn it off? Why don't I you thought turn it was it something important. Why don't you turn it off? Because... It was important. I'm calling you. For an you. emergency. It was, I, I have it on if at I'm night. If I'm calling you, it's pretty important. I turn it off in the morning, though, because when people wake me up in the morning, it's really unbearable. Um, For them or you? <laughs> Both. <laughs> this I mean, is true. <laughs> uh, hopefully for them as much as me. Um, so yeah, maybe we can have Jordan uh, be a guest one day now that he's not going to be a producer. Uh, a few shows down the road. But anyway, thanks Jordan for your year plus of work with us. Yes, we and getting this currently we couldn't have done it without him. Nope, not at we, all. This wouldn't happen. This would not I, exist. I thought you were going to pick it all up, though. Somehow, somehow I thought you were. You thought <laughs> I was going to pick up yeah. the computer? Yeah. I still can't work my iPhone. <laughs> I know. Well, clearly you can to pick up a phone call that wakes you up in the middle of the night. Well, I know how I answer the phone. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure you have an iPhone and not one of those geriatric phones know. with the four buttons? No, I used to have one of them. <laughs> you can make three calls and then 911. <laughs> Uh, just one button. Yeah, it it's literally one. four big. It's like a <laughs> one remember, big one. Remember that game Simon? <laughs> yeah. It was like yeah, it's you, like a Simon. You had to remember the, four the colors. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember it. Yeah. 
Uh-oh. Well, because you didn't have any fun. Yeah. Oh, yes, I did. <laughs> um, okay, so the other sad, very, very sad story of this whole thing right now is that our dear friend Buzzkill has passed away. Um, A.K.A. he fucking died. A miserable, horrible death. Well, you don't know that. Yeah, I do know that. It was pretty fucking fast. It was extremely fast. Which is what kind of... Sh- that's the thing that shocked me. I feel like I'm still in a little bit of pretty, shock pretty about street this. Jimmy just stole the rebel bike. There you go. Oh, my God, he did. He's had, a, he's had it for a couple days. He's had that divvy for a couple days? Oh, yeah. Oh, God. You know, when I heard about that, uh, I'm sure I had the same thought that everyone else did. Buzzkill. When you heard... Buzzkill. When I heard he died. Oh, well, I thought this was like his best, his best buzz kill. His best buzz kill. It <laughs> yeah, was a certain, certain, definitely what, a buzz kill for a few what, days for me. What really stunned me, though, was the speed, because he called me up, I don't know, not probably eight days, well, now I don't know, with this, about probably a week. like a week and a half ago. I don't think it even was that long ago. And... Um, he was in great distress. I could I could tell by his voice, but he was like, uh, I, I never heard him quite like that, but he was totally coherent. And he just said, Bruce, I got to go. I've got, I've got cirrhosis. I've got jaundice. My mom's getting me into the hospital. And I thought she, he said, Oak Brook Rush. That was, I mean, but I was, that was this was all coming at me so fast. And he said, I can never have another drink, and I can never have another cigarette. And I said, well, look at, hey, man, I said, listen, well, keep in touch. Let me know what the hell's going on. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then zero. I couldn't, no, I broke all contact. So I I called him, no answer. I um, put on uh, Facebook, I said, you know, man, where, where are you? Well, prior to that, for about the previous two weeks, I'd been sending him messages. Where are you, man? I'm down here. You know, I didn't hear from him. Then, um, finally, I called his ex-girlfriend up, and Maria, and I said, do you have his mother's phone number? And she did. That's interesting you had his ex-girlfriend's phone number. She's friends with me on um, Facebook. The Facebook? Yeah. Yeah, he, he unfriended her after she dumped him, but uh, I, I was still friends with him. Was she that lawyer? Yeah. Yeah. What did you call her? More, uh, I called her Maria. Oh. <laughs> um, I don't, I think Buzzkill might have had a name for her. No, no I remember it now. Did she yeah. dump him? Oh, God, yes. Why? Well, because she found a better guy. Um, <laughs> she well, was, he's been fucking smoking and drinking the whole time. Yeah, well, at one time, you know, he didn't have a job then. You know, I mean, he when she met him, he had a union carpenter job. But that didn't last. And it, I could just kind of tell when something better came along, she was going to jump on it, which she did. So he, so he was he was a little bitter. All right, so you called Maria, and then what? And she gave me the mother's phone number, so I called the mother. His mother's very nice. I believe her name is Kay. And so she said that uh, she, it was very strange talking to her, but she said, well, he's in the hospital. He's in Oak Park Rush, because I'd called uh, 
Oakbrook, I shouldn't, they didn't know what the hell he was talking about. They could have said, maybe you're confusing us with Oak Park Rush, but they didn't tell me that because they're assholes. So she said, um, yeah, he's, um, he's in the hospital and we're going to put him in a hospice. I went, what? Hospice? Yeah, pray for him. So, like, I talked to the guy a few days ago, and now he's going in the goddamn hospice. Well, well, he didn't go to hospice though. No, he, he went to he went to that big saloon in the sky. No, stop! You're going too fast. He got admitted to the hospital, and then he went into ICU because he was not so good. He, well, he the, was. I call the ICU. He was in the ICU. Yes, and it turns out he was in a coma. Yes. So he was in a coma, literally just a few days after you freaking talked to him. Yes. So on Saturday, Tim goes... Grasshopper. Yeah. Goes to the uh, hospital and finds him in his coma, and he had been on life support. And they had just taken him off. Just taken him off. So Tim, Grasshopper, leaves... Uh, I'm in here on Sunday with you and Ruth and Grasshopper. No one knows what the fuck's going on. So I called the hospital. I called the sister. No answer. Still, I still haven't gotten a call back, by the way. Anyway, so I called the ICU, or I called the hospital, and I get no information. The only information I get is, I get, I give him his name, and the only information they give me is, oh, he's been discharged. So I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? Well, we know he wasn't well, going home. I didn't, I didn't know that. Yeah, I know. And then when I came into the bar, and Grasshopper confirmed that he was in a coma and had just been taken off life support, then I started to get a little nervous. Because that's when you got nervous. Yeah, because because like <laughs> you you know well you telling me shit sometimes I don't know if it's true or not. What do you mean you don't know if it's I true? I don't know. Or not. So when Tim is like, this is how it went, then I'm like, okay, this is for real. And then that's when I got nervous, and so then I'm like, I've got to get some answers, right? So I texted my friend Danielle, the nurse, which I told you to do. You did, and she said, ask the operator for the ICU. Because I thought discharge was a euphemism for croaking. Yeah, we weren't sure. So I called the ICU, or I called the operator, the hospital, and I asked for the ICU, and she says, which one? And I was like, oh my God. So I'm like, um, um, liver damage, kidney failure. Is, is that, do you know what I'm, what I'm talking about? And she's like, yes, I'll patch you through. So she patches me through to the nurse who asks me for a password on the patient. And I was like, look, I don't have a password. I really just want to know, is he there or is he gone because he's passed away? That's all I need to know. And that's when she said, I'm sorry, but he's passed away. I really find it odd that they use the, the euphemism discharge, discharge for somebody dying. I just don't think they can give because, you information. Well, they should say, consult Jesus or something. I mean, oh there should be some God. kind of a... Discharge with prejudice. I think the... I'm going <laughs> to <Yeah>. say... Discharge, <laughs> with, discharge with prejudice. Yeah. That's great fucking prejudice. <laughs> I, think, I think that the nurse who I spoke with, 
heard the anxious, the anxiety in my voice when I finally just said, can you just tell me if he's dead? And that's when she paused, silence, and said, yes, I'm sorry, he's passed. So I don't even know if she was supposed to say anything. Because I didn't have the password. Yeah, I, maybe but whatever. Maybe At least I f- you know, fucking found out and came in and told you guys and that, that was a shitty night. No, it's, yes, it's, it's disturbing. I mean, you know, but... Uh, there's a back. The backstory here is that he came into a few bucks a couple months ago, and we all thought he would take the money and move back downtown. That's what he said he was going to do. Yeah. Well, then I, he found a hidden. Meanwhile, he'd found a bar out in the Burbs, out in Hinsdale or Westmont yeah, or someplace. And so, if he found a bar and he had a few bucks, we can imagine he went on a pretty good roll. And his drink of choice, over the years, from ever for many, many years, was rum and Coca-Cola, and I... The Coca-Cola alone will kill you. Well, I think on the, the the amount he drank, yes. I mean, the Coca-Cola couldn't have been very good either. No. I'd rather just drink the rum straight, hold my chances with that, versus the Coke straight. That nasty, well, sugary crap. Plus it, plus, it was all cheap stuff. He was drinking that. No, it's just very, it's very unfortunate, but Maria um, told me... And she was absolutely 100% right when I tried to fill her in on what was going on as it was as I was finding out. She said, you know, he would have never quit drinking and smoking. So, that... Well, I mean, that's what most alcoholics do. No, clown right here is right. a living example of it's possible. I said most. Clown's yeah. an exceptional man. That's right. Well, yes, well, he is. He wouldn't. He, he wouldn't may. be sitting here. If he I mean, most. I think the majority of alcoholics choose the bottle, the booze, over everything else. Well, we just lost D Train, and that was a classic case. Um, he knew he had advanced liver disease, and he refused to stop drinking and drank himself to death. So, you know, it's not uncommon here. But the speed, and Dwayne took yeah, almost so a year to drink himself. To and, I mean, we knew Reuben was going, right? I mean, he kept losing Ruben a, had, a toe every year. Yeah, but he had diabetes and everything else. Yeah, that was a long, long time coming. Yeah. But this one, I thought, you and, and Buzzkill are those two people whom I thought, well, you're like, you're cockroaches. You'll always be around no matter what. You're, you're lumping me in with, uh, in comparing me with as to a cockroach. Yeah. Now, when J- Street Jimmy just came, went, uh, flew by on a blue um, <laughs> stolen, bike. Re- stolen rental bike, and you're calling me the cockroach? Only because of I feel like you're going to live forever. Oh, well, I hope you're right. Um, but uh, let me give you some interesting reactions. <laughs> when I walked by um, last night, I took a very... My, for some, my blood pressure has gone up ever since... Um, Buzz, buzz kills. Yeah, because you're sad, Ninny. Well, I yeah, but I mean, I I've been sad before. But anyway, I took a long walk yesterday from Buckingham Fountain to the bar, and as I was walking by Zany's, Jimmy's out shaking his cup, and he goes, "Hey, hey, you hear you hear about Patrick?" And I went, "Yeah, he's he dead." I said, "Yeah, he." He was in here that fucking night. Well, anyway, he doesn't remember. So he says. He drank too much. <laughs> Jimmy said this? Yeah, that's what he says. He drank, and he said, I'm a casual drinker. 
has so his, then, he has his high life every now is, and then. He is a casual. Yeah, no, he is. And so then Fancy Pants calls me up yesterday. I think he, he is drunk, of course. And he, he says, uh, hey, you want to go play golf tomorrow? I says, yeah, I, I play golf with you. He says, I said, by the way, I got some bad news. He said, what's the bad news? I said, Buzzkill's dead. He went, oh, yeah? Do we have to go to the funeral? <laughs> now, it's true, Buzzkill picked on both those guys. Oh, yeah. He was very mean to them. Uh, Buzzkill just had a very dry sense of humor. No, no he was, no, 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 that was mean. <laughs> he was just mean. He picked How on How was he them. so mean? He, he had no, see, I, I had big arguments. I said, Buzzkill, here's what you do not understand. Yes, these are eccentric, maybe annoying people on a certain level, but they're very interesting. They're true characters. And he couldn't ever adapt to that. He still always had that suburban Gary, Indiana. Oh, mentality. he for sure did. Yeah. He, he never was one hundred percent. Yeah, he never He lost was it. wonderbred through and through. And and when he bartended here, now after uh Howie Howie Oh yeah, I forgot he bartended he, here. <laughs> well Howie Howie had built up for how he worked that from eight in the morning, six days a week, he built up his uh, following where he was, you know, bringing a couple hundred bucks. A d- I mean, it was quite amazing because all these alcoholics would be shaking outside the door waiting to come <laughs> in. And um, so he had built up this, and now they were real. I mean, you couldn't be in here for more than five minutes without wanting to kill people because they were just horrible human beings. Yeah, they were iron workers. Well, those guys yeah, those were fine. Guys that work all night well, and come when, here. well, the, the iron workers were fine. The nurses were fine, but the hardcore regular <laughs> that you know were hovering around the door every day <laughs> were not so fine. But Buzz, so so Buzzkill comes. In, we 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 replace Howie with Buzzkill. Within ten days, we had no customers. <laughs> there, By he, the way. Zero. He had he had five, after his fifth day in a row without one customer. Toby pulled the plug and said, "We're going back to our old hours." Replacing Howie with Buzzkill. This is so. I I walk around the street and I see Howie in his car all the time, but sleeping. He lives. he lives in his car right now. I mean, he could have used to stay. He used to live with, with shit in his bar. He used to live with Clown and Mrs. Clown. Howie did. Yes. Oh, wow. Yeah. Now can you imagine you say? I can't handle this. I'm moving into my yeah. car. He couldn't take the fighting. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! And the lap of luxury. Well, <laughs> I remember when, 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 when after Howie quit working here, he went to Florida. Mrs. Cloud at the time had this beautiful yeah. place on an island, and Clown and Mrs. Cloud invited Howie to visit. And I remember there was a vicious quarrel because Howie dared to smoke the last pack of cigarettes and they were on this island so to get cigarettes you had to uh, <laughs> and Mr. Clown didn't she like that too much off. oh she gets nobody angry. does that <laughs> you don't smoke the last pack of cigarettes you know she kicked me and Anne Marie off the island one time she goes you twos you're getting off the island you're off the island now so, we said what Anne Marie was visiting the island yeah yeah oh so she left, and me and Anne Marie were already on our tab, so we got another bottle of wine. Had a, gr- <laughs> had a great evening. <laughs> yeah, she's the entertainment. Oh, Mrs. Clown. Yeah, so, I mean, so I, there, um, yeah, Buzz killed, he didn't like people very much. 
he had, he loved his friends. He, lo- he was I loved, totally loyal. He, he, were, he, he was always really nice to me. We always well, had lots to you. talk about. Then he liked you. But he had this little n- nucleus of after work of um, D Train, City Mike, Tribune John, and a few of the other. Ruben would never sit with them. Ruben sat down by the, <laughs> this end of the bar. But they'd watch Jeopardy. They yeah, who knew the alehouse was so clicky? Hell yeah, it's clicky. Oh, yeah. yeah. What kind of a dump is this? This is why you come here for not not that. No, this is why you come here. But you're just not in the click. Yeah. You're, you're, <laughs> the crazy, I don't even see any clicks. <laughs> you guys are all a bunch of knuckleheads. You're not with the popular kids. Who <laughs> <laughs> huh. oh, yeah. Um, well, I, I gotta say, this, this particular event, this particular passing. How did you, why euphemisms? He's dead. Dead as a doornail. What do you mean passing? Pass where? Where did he pass to? Extreme, that's like. To the afterlife. That's yeah. to extreme. The big bar in the sky. The ex, I like that. Uh, <laughs> uh, um, discharge with prejudice. I love that now. When okay, somebody well, says, what happened to your friend? He was discharged with prejudice. <laughs> I like right, that better well, than so passing. What I'm saying is, this particular exit... It was very unexpected. Unexpected. And I will say, it was probably the hardest one for me yet. Like I said, I knew Ruben, but you, know, you knew that, that, was, that was a ticking time bomb. Right, but I, oh, I hadn't, I hadn't known him Look around, there's nothing enough. but ticking time bombs here. Dwayne, Dwayne was really shocking. Really shocking. How was that shocking? I don't, because I feel like, I don't know. Guy was relentlessly trying to kill himself. You didn't know him well enough. Yeah, I I didn't know him. I mean, we had several exchanges, and most of the time he was just really drunken on his computer. (laughs) There were one-way exchanges, right? (laughs) (laughs) That's that's true. I always knew, Buzzkill and I talked a lot, and then I think I'm going to say that with the blog, we talked, that's when our friendship really started. Because he would have to. Yeah, and he was a very good writer. Oh, he was. Yeah, he I was. enjoyed reading his yeah. stuff a lot. Um, so I don't know. This is this one was sort of like, I want to say like my first real friend, regular, that has died. So it was pretty shocking. I was really concerned. I told you on Sunday we should go to the hospital. And you're like, for what? To see somebody in a coma? Oh, yeah. I, oh, what a Just thrill! To, don't well, you want to? Don't you think true. that like just letting them know that you're around yeah, and they letting have friends them know. and you he's talk a, and he's in a fucking coma. You don't you don't know what happens really on yes, the other I side do. of that. No, yeah, you I don't. Do. You've never been in a coma. I've had near I've had near death experiences. Oh, I know God. all about it. I think you're having one right now. <laughs> See, that's a very that's very nice to say to somebody 79 <laughs> with myasthenia gravis <laughs> <laughs> that just had a heart attack. When did you have a heart attack? When, when did I have the heart attack? January. January. <laughs> Let me consult my. <laughs> so, well, she took my me concierge. She drove me to the hospital. Um, yeah. So this was not fun. This Cloud and clouds had a whole bunch of heart attacks. Really? Oh yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. I used to. Uh, my defibrillator used to go off when I was on stage all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I would have to tell people, don't be, I could feel it coming. So I would tell them, don't worry, I'm okay. And then I'd be like, Well, I remember one day he was having a heart attack. And uh, about five, six years ago, Mrs. Clown was trying to take him down to Northwestern. So he wanted to stop off and have a drink over at um, 
yeah. fireplace. And she said, no, you're not supposed to do that, you know, when you're having a heart attack. You're supposed to seek attention. <laughs> yeah, I got, I got zapped many times. Well, the when defibrillator. I, when I went, um, when Ranelli was in the rehab over at Northwestern, it was about, when, when were you in the, um, at Northwestern with that last heart attack? I was 16. So, yeah, so I, Ranelli was just down the street, so... On my way back, I thought, oh, I better stop in and say hi to Clown. And um, so I go up there, and he's sitting in his little bed out, you know, a little hospital outfit gown, and he's sitting on a chair, and he's kind of talking to the wall, and it's a very serious conversation. And so I said, Clown? Yes. And I couldn't... Uh, there was no real communication going on there. I thought, I thought we were in Evanston. Yeah, and on I a bench. and I thought <laughs> I thought when I re- made my report, I said, "Oh boy, clown shot. He's, he's, he's he is really really fucked up." And uh, lo and behold, you know, I you see go. him a month later, and he's fine. I remember, well, I, I would say fine. I don't but, know if you remember this though. I asked you. I needed to get back into my life, but I forgot the password. <laughs> And you told me, you told me to call you at the alehouse. You would be, be there the next couple of days, and you give me the password. Oh, oh my God! So that was very reassuring. That was a, that was the level the of the conversation. Yeah, though. that was about it. I mean, when I went to see Ranelli, here's the guy. He had just he, he had just come out of intensive care. Now he's in rehab, but he's got wires coming out of him all over the place. And he says, Bruce, you you, you know you're not do shit. Bust me out of here! But, <laughs> Bust me out of here! Yeah. yeah, he says you 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 know you 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 know how to do it. I says wait, Jerry, you got you got wires all over yourself. He says oh yeah, right. He calls the nurse. He says hey, could you take the wires out? He says no, I can't take the wires out. You, you need your doctor. Yeah, but he wanted me to spring him, and then I go down and see clown, and he's you know he wants passwords. <laughs> So it was a lovely day, you know. I mean, you oh my know. god, that's something. Yeah. Well, you all right now? I don't know. I mean, yeah, of course. I mean, it you lasted, look like you're in great shape. It lasted two weeks, though. It was two weeks. You were? Yeah. It was two weeks. And I kept begging for uh, my best friend. Kept telling Pat to send my best friend, and he finally showed up after two weeks, and he talked to me for five minutes, and I was out of it. I was fine. Wow. Really? Yeah. See, that's why. Just snapped me right that's out. That's why it. going on to see. Buzzkill yeah, the coma. Him out of it. Yeah, I could just talk to my. Hey, Buzzkill, <laughs> get up. Let's go have a drink. Hey, you'll be all yeah, fine. Yeah, you probably hearing his voice. Your voice would probably have scared the shit out of him. So much so that he would have revived. Yeah. See. And then he would have had drinking. Telling to pay. I think his, Maria, to pay Maria was right. He he was never going to quit drinking. No. That, that I mean that just is. I don't know if he ever quit. Given. Did he? Never. Never. No, I mean, he probably made the decision years ago to keep drinking. Because Gracie reminded yeah. me that he had cirrhosis. He was diagnosed two, two years, years ago. Two years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, did, that's, you, the, that's the at the time when you say, okay, I'm going to make a decision or I'm not. Or you get another liver like Johnny Lira. Well, and when, <laughs> when Johnny Lira got his, who, by the way, that's him right behind Clown, that picture of the boxer. Yeah. I love that painting. Uh, Lira was very interesting because I thought, I, when I saw him with his... Gut was all swollen. He was just a, and this, he was really? yellow. Oh, and then he got the new liver, <laughs> and 
Because so, it, is it drinking? Well, he had hepatitis C. And uh, who knows? Who, I, I mean, no, it wasn't. I mean, yes, he drank, but he did. I don't know how he picked up the maybe boxing. He got all that blood exchange. But anyway. Yeah, the blows to the he, head can't he, be any good. He can, well, Lyra, up until the very or end, the, was to the torso. very, very sharp. Very sharp mentally up until maybe the last six months of his life. But when, so now he gets a heart transplant, I mean a liver transplant. He comes into the alehouse and says, Johnny, you look great. Says, yeah, I feel great. I got a new liver. And he orders a shot. I said, are you supposed to do this? He says, well, here's how I look at it. He said, I got a liver from a guy who was a non-drinker. So I figured, he says, I figure I got about three years on this liver. That's, that's a long time. And so he's sitting there drinking shots and... Yeah, well, he didn't. I think he made about three years. I think it was, but boy, that last five six months was really ugly. Ugh. Yeah, yeah, he started speaking Spanish all the time. Was he? Yeah, he wouldn't even speak English anymore. It was very odd. Yeah, it was odd. It was odd. Not, not. Great funeral though. Absolutely a great funeral. It was up in some up on the northwest side, and I'll never forget. I walk. I walk into the, well, all those funeral parlors up there, they got bars right next door. So you go and you, you sign the thing, you see oh, they're not going to start anything for a little while, so you go over to the bar. I walk in the bar, it's packed. But right by the front door, all the alehouse people are congregated. Matt and whole, his, uh, Lynn and a whole bunch of BOC and all, they're all. Then, the next move over, where, now, Johnny Lira grew up in that outfit called the Patch Outfit area on Grand Avenue. There, the Grand Avenue outfit guys are all kind of flexing their muscles right about 10 feet down the bar. Then you go down a little farther, it was the Bridgeport guys. And they're all giving the, bad, the evil eye to the Grand Avenue guys. And these are really scary, nasty, outfit, mean-looking people. And then at the very end was the Taylor Street out mob boys. And they're all there for Johnny. Oh, it was great. I mean, but everybody's giving everybody the evil eye. Johnny will have loved it. He would have loved that funeral. And then the, we all went to the funeral. Um, well, this is then Buzzkill... Uh, Dying like this is sort of par for the course of this joint. Which, by the way, I was saying the other day, I gotta stop hanging around over here. I'm in my mid 40s, and all these people are dying in their like mid 50s. Well, your liver looks—I'm sure your liver's fine. I mean, I don't drink like they did, but still, it's well. I mean, that's kind of the—that's kind of the uh, difference. I mean, you've got you. you I mean, D Train used to drink what a liter and a half of wine a day when when he went in the hospital. Our, our, we had a big, st- huge stockpile of wine. He was drinking so much. I mean, he was drinking prodigious volumes of this cheap shit. I white remember wine. that wine. Oh, it was beyond awful. You guys still order that? I don't think so. <laughs> I mean, we're doing it for him. Yeah. Um, how much? How much do you think Buzzkill would drink in a day? Prodigious amount. Easily. Easy. Like a handle of rum. Easily a bottle of rum and then how much Coke? I don't know Ugh. how much. 
disgusting. No, he he would he would drink prodigious amounts, but he got really shit faced too. Yeah. Um, I this we this year has been pretty shitty with all of the illnesses and near death situations, and and I blame you, Bruce. No, I blame Trump. No, I blame no. you. No, I'll take full credit. Yeah, you started it because it, you're the first one in January. I'm the first what in January? I had a heart attack. Yeah, so what? And then all of a sudden, all this other shit starts happening. No, this is not... Believe me. I, 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 For this year. I was sitting next to Arthur, the former owner, when he died. Maybe, maybe yeah, so I, I was sitting. You. Maybe you're the, the sort of like the grim reaper. <laughs> the angel of death? Yeah. Yeah, well, Arthur was, I, I drove him to the hospital, man, when he was having a heart attack. I was not, um, I thought maybe Ooh. he should have, should have called an ambulance instead of me, but. All right, so you have a heart attack. What else has happened so far this year? I feel like a lot well, my, of shit. My brother, my brother died, my younger brother. Yeah, that was a big deal. Died. Pat Colander. Pat Colander, right. That was a shocker. What else? Who else? I feel like there's been a lot. Well, I mean, last year it was Dwayne and. Well, yeah. When did Marky die? Marky last year. Last year. Yeah, he was a surprise to me. Yeah. yeah. And, and he didn't. Then, I don't think he was a big drinker, was he? I mean, oh yeah. Was yeah. he? Oh, he just yeah. did it at home. Well, he yeah. drank. He drank. No, he drank. He drank, he drank a lot of beer. Did he? Oh yeah. Yeah, he he was a big drinker, but he was like two two weeks before anybody went in there and looked for him. That was kind of not good. And apparently, no member of the family. He's probably in a pauper's grave. We couldn't really do It's just do been a, one thing after another. My dad had a heart attack three weeks ago. Yeah. That's been three weeks of hell. Yeah. And yeah, it's, it's all about you, isn't it? It is. It's just all yeah. about you. Anyway, so I hope all of this nonsense is over for a while. Because it's just not good. Well, no, I, I, um, I don't think it's good. No, we don't like losing our friends. No, we don't. But we, our friends don't really take the best care of themselves. Yeah, you're right. That's, I guess, the bar lifestyle. Well, remember what I said on Bourdain's show. Um, he was saying he didn't really feel that the bar was ascending. <laughs> it's and true. I, and, and that, I was said, a, that was a good, wise assessment. And I said, well, you know, the one thing I, I will justify our situation by bar... Uh, Vegan joggers live longer than bar people, but bar people have more fun. Ask Clown. That's true. I remember when Clown was sitting in here not not that long ago with Michael Shannon. Who was the other one? You guys were betting who the hell could close the bar or something. You all been there all day, and and um, the the question was, could somebody actually do the whole thing from noon to four? Oh, in the morning? I did. No, 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 no. I did it from eight till five in the morning. You actually did that, yes, huh? You I came did here that. at 8 a.m.? Yep. Back and, when and Howie left was at 5 a.m.? Breakfast Club, yep. And, um, For fuck's I, sake. I think I got drunk six times and sobered <laughs> up. But I actually did not leave the building. I was wow. there that long. But That's, I told. But I'm actually of, really. Uh, that was impressive of, uh, because that was. Yeah. See, but nobody you know, can break the record because oh, we don't open it anymore. No, someone did break the record. Buzzkill broke the record. Because I put it up like, you know. Badge of Honor, and he goes, no, I broke that record. And it was back when he was doing the day jobs, I guess, that he had actually stayed, like, through the night. 
and opened up in the morning one time. Oh God! He was like he was here like it was. We figured out it was about eight hours longer than I had been here. <laughs> but he had kind of an excuse. He was working, so yeah, but sort of working. <laughs> he woke up drunk. You don't or work hungover, if, if, you don't have, yeah. if you don't have customers. Well, you're not really working. Well, I remember when you were you guys were having a, when when Michael Shannon there was an argument was who could you know drink the longest. And some, I think Clown told Mike, I said, well, I'll bet you a million dollars I can. And Shannon said, I think I'm the only guy who can cover that bet. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I remember that. I remember that. You know, what he, you know what he told me one time, Michael Shannon? He said, you know, Clown, you kind of remind me of that, uh, uh, that character in The King of Comedy, Rupert Pumpkin. Oh, Jer- the you Jerry Lewis character. The Jerry, no, the Jerry Lewis was the Johnny Carson character. But he, uh, De Niro oh, was De Niro. Rupert Pumpkin. De Niro. Yeah, yeah he yeah. says, you kind of remind me of Rupert Pumpkin. And I said, oh, thanks. And he goes, uh, well, you know, that's not a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> that guy's funny. Yeah, he is very funny. Hey, I went to, uh, last Saturday, I went to see a band called Squeeze at uh, the Chicago Theater. And halfway through the show, I had to pee and get another drink. So I went to pee. I go back to the bar, and I stand in looking at the guy in front of me from behind, and then I kind of pull over to the side, and it's Michael <laughs> right in front of me. So I was like, hey, Michael. He's like, oh, hey. And I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to go back in <laughs> to see the show. Uh, are you can go to the bar? And he's like, yeah, I'll see you there. So we came in here and hung out with uh, Jacob and got nice and toasted. It was a good night. Uh, but, yeah, he's funny. Yeah, he is. Yeah, that talk about us. That's a that's a dry sense of humor for sure. Um, I know this stuff happens, but honestly, like I like the fact that you remember all of your friends who have died, and we talk about them. You talk about them on the blog, and we talk about them on the podcast, and all that stuff. But I don't know how you deal with this on a regular basis. Well, it's not. It's not fun. You see a lot. You've seen a lot of people come and go. Well, I'll tell you what. Reuben was really rough because Reuben was in and out of hospitals, nursing homes, and he wouldn't see any. He would only see Gracie or me or his immediate family, and he basically needed me to do stuff. So I had for I don't know how long, and I remember one time when they took him out of Northwestern after they gave him MRSA and they gave oh it to God. him and they so now they sent him to a Gross. a nursing home up in Uptown someplace off Wilson Asian run dump the smell is just in those places is horrible Ugh. so I go up to see Reuben and the nurse cautions me says well he's in about he's, he's a roommate with an AIDS patient I says, you're putting a guy with fucking MRSA in with a guy with a, with somebody with fucking AIDS? What the? I mean, who, who are you trying to kill quickest? <laughs> so, well, yeah, maybe we should move him. Uh, you know, but, I mean, that was really depressing, that whole... Um, Just the whole process sa- the whole of saga. watching him? Well, yeah, I mean... It was depressing that one time I was in here and <laughs> he had to pee and well, no one was around and he's like, come on, help me. 
And I had to, <laughs> I had to wheel him outside. Yeah, our handicap accessible <laughs> bathroom was next to the fire. Uh, to the uh, and I was like, oh god, the, the I can't believe this is mirror. happening in front of me right now, and I got to do this. And the, then he got so mad at me because I was reeling him back in, and I kept hitting like a piece of the sidewalk that was a little well, bit Jimmy higher. Would, Jimmy would do so that on purpose <laughs> when he when he. So he kept hitting it and yeah. like bumping into it. And he's like, God damn it, Liz! <laughs> Wasn't it Street Jimmy that couldn't get him up off the floor? Didn't he fall oh, on the floor? Well, no, time? no. What happened? That was really great. He goes. He, now he finally moved over to some place on the South Street, some really dumb. And uh, O'Brien placed owned after they after they sold his house out from under him. And um, so he calls the bar up and he says, "I he gotten drunk. He he couldn't get up. He was laying." So Tim, Grasshopper's bartending. So it takes him hours to round up a crew. Street Jimmy was among it. I think I think Steve Marquette, who's bartending night, was part of it. There was um, there was about it took about four or five guys to get him up. And so Jimmy goes over. Now his pants were down at his knees. His cat had climbed up one of those, you know, carpet things with those little perches on the yeah, top. Yeah, cat, cat was cat up, tower. The cat was up shaking. So Jimmy, when Jimmy. They finally get him up, get him in bed. Jimmy comes back. He says, "Well, he was cruel. He was trying to fuck his cat, because the cat was like, what was the word Jimmy kept using for shaking? No, he didn't use the word. He made up a word for for how the cat was. Uh, and um, so I said, well, are you sure he was fucking his cat?' He says, "Oh, well, you could tell. You could tell the cat was, you know, it was obvious. It was very obvious. But Come it on. took it took a. Well, he wasn't fucking his cat. He couldn't fuck anything." He couldn't find his dick, remember? Oh, yeah. Ruben, Ruben had the operation. This, the, <laughs> and, he said, and he said the only reason was to have all that fat removed around his dick was because he owed it to the broads. <laughs> and so he didn't want to cheat them so any disgusting. longer. And so they get... They, <laughs> so disgusting. They carve, they carve all Ugh. the fucking fat from around his dick. <laughs> and he still couldn't see his dick. <laughs> So he said, you know, that's it. I'm not doing anything more for the bitches. You know when I knew it was bad? When I came to the bar once, and he was sitting right where he used to sit, and I went to the bar to order a drink, and all I could do was smell him. And I was like, I, I can't even be in this yeah, bar and right he, now. And he, I can't be in this bar. When he was ambulatory, he was he was hygienic, but boy, yeah. Holy smokes, well, that was, he was bad. He was bleeding in her one night, right? Oh, that oh, was yeah. He, he leaked, he leaked no, blood all over the no, floor. No, this was classic. Oh, <laughs> this, was, this was classic. Billy Rose, <laughs> Matt, and there's a gang. They're all sitting there. Ruben's in this spot. And I was on, uh, to his left. And I looked down at the... Now, this is after he had uh, one of the toes... First, I think it was after the first toe was amputated. So, um, I looked down at the floor, and I thought, somebody took red or maroon <laughs> tinfoil and left it on the floor. Now, why would they do that? But then I noticed it kept getting bigger. So, I went, Ruben, are you fucking bleeding? And he goes... Like, pounds his chest, we're men, we're men. I don't know. <laughs> so Bill Rose looks down there and says, holy fuck, you're bleeding like a fuck. So we were sitting there drinking, and so he's, you know, blood's pouring all over the fucking bottom of the bar. So uh, I told, I, think, I forget who was bartending, he said, call an ambulance. 
So <laughs> an ambulance shows up. Ruben's sitting there drinking, you know, he's drinking oh. a pint, his pint glass, probably on his third pint glass since the ambulance was called. <laughs> so I think it was Anita or Lynn. I said, get a picture. Because when he gets, they put, them, they put him on the gurney. And he's got his beard, his hands. He's still on the gurney. <laughs> I said, and they took and the picture didn't come out right. They didn't get it right, but that would have been a great shot, you know, with the ambulance people. And he's on the gurney. He's got a beer as he's heading for the, the fucking door. Yeah, he yeah he had stuff like that happen. Hey, may, maybe it's time to redo the floors in here, huh? No, the floors are great. <laughs> a lot of atmosphere. <laughs> Oh, I mean, but Billy, Billy Rose. Just sand him down or something. Billy Rose and Matt cleaned up that blood like it oh, was a, God, you're like kidding. it was a crime scene. It was perfect afterwards. I was amazed. They knew exactly what the hell to do. That's scary. Those two. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, no, they would they would know what that to do. That sounds about right with those two. They would know how to dispose of a body. I'm sure. God. Um. Well, you know. I'm glad the, the the silver lining. Now that I've had a couple of days to process this, the silver lining is that at least he went fast. Yes, that's uh, and believe me, to be think of him hooked up to tubes for six months in no. the hospital. No, no. Um, so no, that's. No, I agree. I agree. The speed that was that was to his advantage. I'm going to uh, uh, do a guest blog this week. Talk a little bit about Buzzkill. Kelly Rademacher is going to do her recollection. She was a big friend of uh, Buzzkill, and my daughter Grace is also going to write one. That one, Kevin from New Orleans, did a nice one. Very, that was an excellent one. So I remember that night. Yes. Clear, clear, crystal clear. Yes. Uh, it was funny. It was amusing. I was so mad at In Buzzkill fact, that night. You're going to po- repost that right up at the top. The the yeah, I'll, segment I'll we did with. So, uh, Buzzkill was a, a guest on the show one time. Um, he and Kevin from New Orleans uh, were guests together. So I'm going to um, make sure that that episode on our uh, SoundCloud is at the top so that you guys can find it easily. Also, you can... Um, uh, 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 Michael, who handles our Facebook page, as the Ale House Turns Facebook page, has also posted the episode on the Facebook page. So if you guys want to listen to Buzzkill... Um, that episode actually is a really good idea. It gives you a really good window into who Buzzkill was. Also, Buzzkill, for those of you who don't know, Buzzkill was featured on Bourdain, Parts Unknown. He, he's the Cubs fan who I always give him a hard time about this whole fucking show. He did such a poor job being a Cubs fan on that show. <laughs> it was an impossible task. It was impossible. So mad at him. And I loved the premiere. The Michael's- day after it premiered, I was like, buzzkill. Um, when we all went to the premiere of uh, the show at uh, Beguile Brewing. And by the way, Toby had to take him home. I'm going to post was, that picture. He was, he, he was such a mess after the show. He, he had to be, Toby had to leave early to get him out of there. Really? I don't yeah. remember that. Yeah, he did mis- he misbehaved. <laughs> um, yeah, but be- but Michael Steed, the producer. I was so- when of- after we saw it that day, I was like, Buzzkill, what the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah, but what they put the what they did was they kept interjecting real Cub fans out of. I they know feel. they made him look and- like an idiot. Well, they don't he have couldn't- to make them. All they had to do was take pictures I'm of saying, them. He did not 
do a good job defending He did, his, he did our, the best job possible our, defending that scum, scum-sucking organization. Which I also gave him a hard time always about the fact that he was such a huge Cubs fan, but he would refuse to go to the actual fucking game. Yeah, he did like He much prefer sitting in a bar. Yeah. Here's, he didn't. here's the best. I just thought of when he did, when he challenged Grace to the swimming. Oh, God. You remember that? Oh, he, yeah. They went oh, over that's, the story. Oh, that's a good God. story. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> do tell. Do tell. Oh, yeah. Well, no, he put, he put well, just seeing him in the bathing suit was pretty, uh, <laughs> he's got no ass, you know, his, the distended liver thing going. But anyway, so he's bragging about what a great swimmer he was. And Gracie was on the swim team at uh, in high school and stuff. And so they jump in the fucking pool and just Gracie beats him by about 30 yards and he well, he kind quit of, halfway, didn't he? Yeah, he, he started just, just running, kind of. He was yeah. just <laughs> and he was talking so much shit about it. Right? I'm gonna kill what her. What was on the table? Yeah. He took the he took the um, he took the defeat very well, though. I thought. What was on the table? Oh, there was just like reputation. Nothing, just like bragging rights. Yeah, reputation. <laughs> well, you know what? He's got a reputation because of it. That's for sure. I wish we had a video of that, though. Yeah, I can't in, believe in, no one recorded that in, shit. In, in his swimsuit. I think there, I, th- I did see a, a clip of it. I think Grace oh, probably really? had it. Oh, yeah. oh ask Gracie if she can send it to us. Because yeah. I did see a clip, because I remember him standing up halfway. I would like to see that. Yeah, he stood up. Yeah, he yeah. stood up and just started walking. I'll post them. Um, and I'll she was circling back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want to see that video. I'll, uh, I'll post a picture of the photo we all took. Um... All the alehouse riffraff well, uh, from the Bourdain premiere. Well, he, his mom did tell me just before she hung up. She said, you know, Bruce, the highlight of his life was being on... Bourdain. Because he, he was a huge fan of Bourdain's before I even ever heard of who Bourdain was. Yeah. And I remember when Bourdain came here the first time to do layover show. And then we were gonna, after we did our segment here, we were going to drive in that Cadillac over the Billy Goat. So we'd wrapped up, and we'd gone to the back door of the bar, and we were just about, and they were getting the camera set out to take a picture of us walking out. And there's the knocking at the door. And so Anthony opens the door, and there's Buzzkill staring at Anthony Bourdain, not even a clue that he was here, you know, because that was told not to tell anyone. And he's just open mouth. He says, hi. I'm Patrick, Patrick. And Bourdain looks down at him and says, yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine what he said inside because I went and walked out with him. And, uh, like, what the fuck is he doing here? You know? Oh, God. Uh, yeah, anyway. so. Yeah, Bourdain's not with us either, is he? Nope. It's, like I said, it's been... Curious couple of years here. Yeah, not even a year. Yeah, but see, you haven't been around that long. I mean, I've buried so many people out here. That's why I was saying, like, I've been around for what, only like, I don't know, a decade? Well, as a regular, I was coming in here regularly when I started working at the History Museum back in 2006, but as a regular for like a decade. When when I showed up in the 60s, every bartender, every regular has been dead long ago. That's what I'm ago. saying. I don't know how you deal with this so regularly. Well, what am I supposed to do? I mean, the main thing is I'm thriving. I remember <laughs> I, I remember when uh, Fox 
I, I had heard that he was di- that really gravely ill when he had the colon cancer, but we were, we were slightly quarreling because of asshole Titus. But so he calls me up finally. Fox. Hi, Fox. I got some bad news. Yeah? Yeah, I'm dying. I got colon cancer. I said, Fox, I mean this from my heart. And there's this pause. Better you than me. <laughs> and he doesn't laugh. I went, I went oh, fuck. He, he's really fucked up. He can't, you know, he would he just couldn't laugh at anything about dying. What did you say after we, that? I said, Jesus Christ, man, you've lost your sense of humor. <laughs> yeah, it died a week ago. You're a fucking comic. <laughs> You're a comic. That was funny, man. <laughs> it was funny. Oh, boy. Well. And then he'd call the bar, you know, in, in his dying days, and... and uh, Fancy Pants was where we'd be here in the morning and Fancy Pants would be cleaning. And Fancy Pants, hey, Fox. And then Fo- he would be telling Fox the latest interesting thing he'd done and all that. And it was, it, like, it was just, <laughs> it's surrealistic. I mean, it was like, hey, he's dying, Danny. He's dying. Um, that was that good. Well, I, am, I was really sad. On Sunday, when we got the final confirmation. Well, it's a bit of a shocker to, to, to that he's been discharged into the you know yeah. Yeah. Um, but I am glad I got to know him uh, when. Uh, just I'm glad I got to know him, and I'm glad that we got to be so close. Well, I'm glad he. I'm glad that he wrote the blog because I think he really liked that. Yeah. And, and those last few. We had some great email exchanges because of the blog. A lot of them complained about you, which was fantastic. Um, and then we would talk about all kinds of shit like that here. And uh, I'm I'm gonna miss seeing him around. And uh, I hope the Bears win the Super Bowl. <laughs> for him. Yeah, that, that's the Cubs, Cubs and Bears. Because yeah, pissed him off more were the Cubs and the Bears. Um, but I appreciated his loyalty to both. And his... Uh, you know, the other thing about uh, Buzzkill that I really appreciated was his music taste. Oh, barf. No, bubblegum. Let's start <laughs> passing the bubblegum out of everyone I, now. He and I had a yeah. similar musical taste, and yeah. I've been listening to a lot of Led Zeppelin and that's Almond Brothers. Sweet. Oh, boy. The last couple of days. Yeah. Uh, so I'm hoping he's uh, doing the same wherever he is. Oh yeah! Oh, I tell you where he's he's at. Oh God, you're such he's, a worms are like circling. You know, big. That's that's where he's at. Okay, here's the wherever uh, he's at. Where do you mean wherever he's Let me finish at. with this. Do you know what's happening with services? No, I don't. Is he going to be buried? Is he going to be cremated? I don't what know. What the fuck's happening? You'd be can surpri- we get any information you know from what? someone? You would be surprised how few people consult me about how they're going to dispose of bodies. Shocker. Yeah. Um, wait, how they're going to dispose of bodies? I'll check the body. obit tomorrow in the trip. Well, but that's bullshit. Like, why do we have to check the obit? Somebody should fucking call you. Well, you got the number. I, call, yeah, call. no one is answering. Call, try. No call. one answers. Well, I'll call his mom. You well, called. Call I'll Maria, you, call his mom, whatever. I'll give you his mom's number. No, you just call. No one wants to hear from me. Yes, they do. No, they don't know my number. Just say you were his fiance. Oh, God. <laughs> no, you're the mother of his three kids. I really right. am his fiance. He had one testicle. <laughs> no, he had two testicles. 
Didn't you ever see that from the show? Anyway, no. uh, the movie. Um, at, while you were sleeping, did you ever see that movie? While you were sleeping, the woman has to prove she had one testicle. <laughs> oh God, what's happening? Almost, I, I, I keep chasing these assholes away. Uh, <laughs> um. Anyway, uh, find out, please. And I think we should have something. I'll, I'll I think we should have number. a little gathering here. I don't like talking to moms after their kids die. Look at Stuggers coming by on a rail bike. God. It's like a circus. Yeah. <laughs> Jimmy. Hey, Jimmy. Um, find out. I'm he's, just going to ask you to do that. Um, I also think that maybe we should have a gathering here. Now, he, he, let me explain something. If the family asked to do a memorial for him here, we would do that with their full cooperation. But we don't ever... Um, and if you had, if we tried to throw something without the family, we'd have six people here. What? You don't think a bunch of us who are his friends would come and drink? A bunch together? of the Burton people would boycott. So you've lost all those people. I'm not talking about them. I'm talking about Ale House people. No, that, not that many Ale House people. I come. disagree with well, you. Fox was, I mean, Fox was a world famous guy, and and when when the family throws decides to throw them uh, the memorial for him out out in California, we threw something here, and we had there were like five, five people. Five people. <laughs> I'm telling you, you got to have the family. Yeah. Well, I might see what I can do. No, just let the family decide. You, you just butt out. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! And what the family wants to do, we'll do. So basically, you're telling me that I can't, I can't go reach out to like four of my friends and say, "Let's go drink on a Sunday and remember Buzzkill." I didn't say that. All right, well, that's what I'm talking about. You have okay? Get four moron. of your friends. Get four of your friends. We can put it on the Facebook page. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let well, me just well, do. I'm not coming. I don't want you to come. Okay. You'll probably be taking a nap. No, I'll probably be playing golf if the weather's nice. Whatever. Um, all right, well, R.I.P. Buzzkill. That sucked. But w- listen to the podcast with it when he's on. Uh, watch uh, Tony's uh, Parts Unknown Chicago. And uh, you can have a little, little bit of a window into who Patrick Halen was. I think, I think you ought to name, uh, whenever someone gets a rum and coke, you ought to call it a buzzkill. I concur. There you go. I concur. I like name it. a drink after him. I like that. He'd yeah, like that. Good idea. Give me a buzzkill. Good idea, kill. clown. <laughs> That's good. How would you like to have your nickname be buzzkill? You know what's funny about that? Because he didn't like it. But it's like, like, it's like, but it's like when Ruben nicknamed... Yeah. Um, uh, our doorman, Bill, our Pulitzer Prize winning doorman, Bill, uh, Hawkeye, because he's such a horrible uh, doorman, and Hawk, <laughs> Hawk, and Bill said, Bruce, I really don't like that name. I said, look who you, look who you just said that to. Just think what you've just done. You don't like the name? Do you realize that's all you will be called now for the rest of your yeah, fucking no, life? I do call him Hawkeye every now and then. Um, yeah, and so and the same goes with Buzzkill. Oh, speaking of, when I was in the hospital, three, I don't even know when, my dad has a heart attack. Uh, he was at Northwestern, and Danielle, the nurse who worked at Northwestern, came to see my dad to just check his information and make sure everything was good. And his doctor came in, and <laughs> Danielle goes, Oh, 
oh, that's the same Dr. Hawkeye had. I was like, oh my god, are you kidding me? It's called coming full circle. All the fucking alehouse shit is coming to the hospital. It's so ridiculous. Oh yeah, we're not strangers over there. <laughs> we're not strangers. Oh, well, I think we want to really thank Jordan for a whole year of fantastic producing. Yeah, we really do. And um, hopefully he can hand, hand the baton over to um, Cloud. And Cloud, by the way, Clown is a a uh, computer genius, and I don't use the word lightly. Right now, he's currently working on um, artificial intelligence, which really is kind of interesting uh, around us, having artificial intelligence. But um, hopefully we can keep these podcasts going, but without Jordan, we would have had two Dixie Cups and a string, and that would have been, that would have been it. That would have so, been it. Yeah, Jordan, thank you so much really for all of your him. contributions. It was really great. And anytime you want to come in, yeah, and come be in, a be guest, a guest, come and drink with us. Have um, Daisy. Yeah. Finally, the last night he's here, I remember his goddamn drink. Daisy Cutter. Daisy Cutter. Yeah, not a Daisy. What chain? Daisy chain. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> That's so nasty. Um, before we before we sign off tonight, I want to do a quick shout out to a young man. I was in Seattle from Wednesday through Sunday of last week opening the Chicago Bruseum exhibit uh, at the Pilchuck Glass School. And uh, we did a series of events in different cultural organizations all, all weekend long, but the official opening for this exhibit happened on, a thir- on Thursday night. And it's an art gallery opening, so it was from 5 to 9. We had hundreds of people come and go all night. It was really a grand success. And in the middle of the evening, this guy comes up to me has a big smile on his face, puts his hand on my shoulder, and he goes, Pub Crawl Liz. And I was like, all right, who the fuck in Seattle knows me as Pub Crawl Liz? This is kind of weird, right? And I was like, oh, do I know you? And he's like, my name is Blake, and I read the blog and listen to the podcast. And I'm like, you're shitting me, <laughs> right? Who in Seattle does that? And he's like, well, I started reading Bruce's blog because of Tony Bourdain's Parts Unknown and then led me to the podcast and he listens to the podcast every week. So, uh, Blake, I wanted to say hi and thank you so much for saying hi to me in Seattle for coming to the opening of the exhibit and for listening to the podcast and reading the blog. Um, It's really quite um, fun and exciting when I meet people in this capacity. It's also quite surreal and weird when people come up to you and say, I'm having a celebrity moment right now. Because I'm like, because of that fucking blog, <laughs> podcast, right? Um, but anyway, what so... What do you mean fucking blog, podcast? These are read all over the world. They're, they're listened to all over the world. They're brilliant. I mean, this is these are historical... In, 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 in media, these are historical media moments. I mean, you don't seem to have absorbed that yet. Look across, look across the table at who you're sharing a mic with. You're the luckiest human being that ever... I'm looking across the table, and I'm really thankful that you finally got a haircut. Well, thank you. can thank uh, Rock and Roll Ruth. Good job, Ruth. I appreciate you keeping him groomed, because otherwise he looks all scraggly and Scrooge-like. Nice shirt today, too. Yeah, I mean, he's he's looking fresh today. Um, So anyway, uh, yeah, anyway, thanks again, Blake, for coming out to the opening and for saying hello. Um, 
Jordan, again, thank you so much for so much of your time and efforts and dedication to this show. Uh, Clown, we're excited to have you. I'm yes, excited we to be are. Here. We excited are. To be here. But now we have to keep him alive. I mean, yeah, we, you know, I, not... Believe me, I'll live a long time. Oh, shit. <laughs> I think that's the last thing uh, Buzzkill said. That is the last we... thing he said, right? Yeah. On, yeah. On Keith podcast. Richards and cockroaches and him. Back to those cane. roaches. Back to those roaches. I think Street Jimmy was the worst. Yeah. Yeah, he'll, um, live, he'll live the longest, Street Jimmy. More, oh, I think more so. than likely. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> Ruth, thanks for the drinks, as always, and for setting up. Genius. Say goodnight, genius. Goodnight, genius. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll catch you next week. Bye.